Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. From autosport.com and autosport magazine, I'm Martin Lee and this is the Autosport Podcast. After a week off, and I say that in terms of Formula One for those of us covering Le Mans, it was was most certainly a busy weekend, but Formula One took a break between Barcelona and this weekend's Canadian Grand Prix. So today we're going to have a look forward at some of the potential storylines following the last time out. I'm joined by two of our experts who will be jumping on a plane any moment to head over to Montreal. That is our own Jonathan Noble and our technical expert, Jake Boxall leg. Now after Ferrari won at the Le Mans 24 hours, their first time back in 50 years with their factory entry in the top flight of hypercars, they only went and won it. Does that pile more pressure on? Well, Charles Leclerc saying he'd love to race at the Le Mans 24 hours after seeing Ferrari's historic victory at the centenary edition over the weekend. We'll talk about what that means for the Ferrari F1 team. As for the recent upgrades at Barcelona, that saw a double podium for Mercedes with Lewis Hamilton and George Russell. The Mercedes Formula 1 team is expected to place an emphasis on upgrading their suspension, having been given more freedom by their recent changes, according to Andrew Shovlin. But Red Bull team boss Christian Horner playing down the significance of Mercedes' step forward in Formula 1, saying it's no closer than any others have been this year, and it was circuit-specific in Barcelona. So how can you watch this weekend in Canada? Well, UK Times, obviously we have a global audience for this podcast, but about half the audience are in the UK and about half the rest of the world. So uh, if you're in the UK, then it is a 6.30pm free practice on Friday and a 10pm free practice too. Then on Saturday, qualifying's at 9pm UK, the race at 7pm UK. That's 2pm local, so an evening one, prime time viewing here in the UK and of course uh, Central European time plus one hour. Let's get into the big talking points then. We'll start with uh, Jonathan Noble. So John, what a Mercedes last time out looked impressive in Barcelona, but was that just a one-off with their upgrade circuit specific to Barcelona what do you think? I think it's hard to separate the two but I think they, they both worked in conjunction with each other to help the team move forward I think Barcelona itself anyway would have suited that car um, high downforce 
uh, not massively aero efficient and, and Barcelona's not a track where you need that huge straight line speed potential um, high speed corner so all, all the elements that suited the Mercedes anyway were there but I think the upgrades have helped uh, they've delivered not only a step forward in performance downforce but I think, I think a better handling car as well I mean I think it's taken them a bit of time to get there We've we heard Lewis and George Russell talk about that crucial simulator session that Mick Schumacher did on the Friday night of Barcelona when they were in or words, worlds of trouble on Friday, clicked, got it sorted for Saturday. So I think they've moved forwards. I think there's still a gap. Um, but I don't think things may be as close this weekend as they were in Spain. And JBL, Red Bull, clearly the favourites going into this weekend. As I mentioned at the start, heading towards Red Bull 100. They've had some fantastic wins over the years. Periods of dominance, periods of having to see Mercedes take all the wins. And they came back. They did it. The Adrian Newey design of that car last year, this year, shows that, well, you're never down and out if you got the right people. Clearly favourites going into this weekend. Any thoughts from you on the Red Bull package and one of my favourite tracks of the year heading back to Canada? Well, it should be another very, very strong circuit for it. Uh, as we know, Montreal's got these these very, very long straights where the Red Bull should excel, particularly with DRS and particularly with, you know, it's, it's, it's quite a low drag package. So it should do... It should, should do the job behind that it depends on who we're going to see because there are zones of each of the circuit that could suit each you know best of the rest car let's say theoretically you know you've got these traction zones at the top and the bottom of the circuit that could theoretically suit ferrari or aston martin but equally uh there are some sort of faster corners that, that mercedes could do quite well in and you know, none of these teams are, are slouches. Um, they'll all be going in to try and make the most of it. Whoever's going to be, let's say, Red Bull's main challenger does remain to be seen. But um, it should be a, another circuit that suits Red Bull. Can Sergio Perez get off this bad spell of form and, and start challenging Verstappen again? And I think everyone, everyone will be hoping that he does. And, and make something of this title battle because otherwise it's going to be a little bit flat um, but we'll, we'll, we'll see <laughs> the absolute minimum for Checo is to come home second the, given the dominance of that Red Bull car he is a very good Grand Prix driver he's been around a long time now and anything that's not second unless there's a technical problem that is a really big issue for that team I think they've got the driver in their number two driver and I would say Red Bull clearly one and two did you know, he might make radio calls saying, hey, we can still fight for, you know, outside of the garage can fight for a, a championship win as he did in, did in Azerbaijan. But it's a clearly one, two, two team. His contract will even say it. And uh, he just needs to be coming home second every time. That's an absolute minimum. I'm glad you mentioned Ferrari, though, JBL. Can you talk a little bit, Jake, uh, about that change of philosophy? of Ferrari, particularly you know, visually the bits we can see that isn't the floor and the, the change of side pod design. And yet Spain, I mean, it was just a stinker last time out. Specifically on Ferrari, what are your thoughts for this weekend? Uh, it was very kind of interesting design because it wasn't, let's say, as forecast as it was for Mercedes. We were expecting it for a long time. And then Ferrari turns up with their own sort of, I guess, edition of the sort of ramped side pods throwing out the bathtub with the with the baby almost with that design uh tortured metaphor aside yeah it wasn't particularly forecast they ran back to back in barcelona and um it, it felt very apparent that they were sort of quite happy with the direction overall it was just such a poor weekend so we don't really know 
how it has genuinely affected the Ferrari, whether it, how much performance it brings with Mercedes. It's kind of been very, very clear from the from the outset, and now for them, the deal is they just need to sort of tweak it and tune it and work it out. Ferrari needs to do the same, um, but mainly to kind of tap into the vein of form rather than just try and perfect things. Canada should be a little bit better for it, I think. Um, the, the team has had moments this season where it's looked really really strong and, and Baku was one of them and it's kind of been back down to earth with a bump so I think everybody's hoping to kind of see just a better run of form from them because um, we, we need them in this fight for sure. There will be some smiles at, well plenty of smiles at Marinello this week after uh, winning the centenary running of Le Mans the first time that Ferrari have returned as a manufacturer in the top flight of Le Mans and they go and win it at their first try John, now of course last week we saw a sudden balance of performance rules change with Toyota getting a ton more weight and, and cars like the, the Peugeot having no impact on that With threats to our nation waiting around every corner adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial and with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. What are your thoughts on, and I might be, this might be way off the mark, but does Ferrari's success at Le Mans almost heap even more pressure on their, their Formula One Program. Hey, first time back at Le Mans as a you know in fifty years in the top flight, and they they go and win the thing. Why can't Ferrari's F one team go and do something similar? Maybe I'm oh, maybe I'm being a little bit unfair. What do you think, John? Yeah, I don't think it's increased pressure on the team. The, the pressure on the Ferrari Formula One team is always immense, and it's a, it's a different category, isn't it? It's it's Formula One. It's the peak single seater motor racing category in the world. So if you win there, you know you've got to be the best of absolutely everything. Um, and I think sports cars. I think in some ways it may even release a little bit of pressure because there has been some success in sports cars now it's one the you know the, the biggest sports car race there is the Ferrari band or brand will be quite buoyed by it um so things there but I think what what's perhaps more interesting is this, this kind of debate about the influence of bop on <laughs> motor racing categories because I think bop played a critical part in that weekend um you know it's a close fight between Toyota and Ferrari after the the changes pre-weekend did it make the difference or not we'll never know but they use Bop there. Formula One's always been about this meritocracy, um, which fine means we go through boring seasons and means that the Red Bull advantage now is just as big as it was at the start of the season. But I think that meritocracy helps makes Formula One a bit pure and helps when those teams do catch up and when someone finally beats Red Bull again, I think there'll be a bigger celebration of how real that is rather than it just being because Red Bull got some ballast or others were allowed to turn their engines up a bit more. 
And let's talk a little bit about Aston Martin, John. What are your contacts there, your sources, talking about the possible upgrade package this weekend in Canada? We saw Fernando Alonso finishing outside the top four. That was a rarity in 2023 in Spain. Was that a one-off? Do Aston need to up their game on the upgrade package to make sure they remain best of the rest? Yeah, I spoke to Mike Crack on the Sunday in Spain, and he, I said, is, you know, Fernando's putting pressure on the team to bring upgrades as quick as they can. Uh, he was said there's something coming for Spain. Uh, sorry, something coming for Canada. Right. Um, wouldn't say what it was, said it would be a step. So we'll have to wait and see. But I suspect they need to bring more performance uh, kind of for low drag configurations. Their, their car's been very good in high downforce, very good at braking, very good traction, but has lacked that straight line speed edge. So I wonder if it's something moving in that direction just to boost that straight line speed. Um, I mean, the track should be better. Uh, and I think Spain was primarily about qualifying. Fernando made that mistake in Q1, floor was damaged, started down the grid. And the way Formula 1 is at the moment, sure, the, the top team has disappeared. But behind it, it's so close. New qualifier position is very, very hard to come through. Let's talk long-term tech. JBL, the president of the FIA, Mohammed Ben Salayem, talking about the 2026 rules. As our technical editor, you keep a keen eye on these things. And he's talking, he told Autosport, he believes there's a need for a lighter car i think well if we're if we're making our wishes can we can we have a smaller car as well but let's start with lighter and what are your thoughts on what he said about 2026 and how the rules package is coming together long term well the thing is that the cars have just swelled in weight and i think this season was the first time in a very very long time where there was actually a weight reduction it was only by a couple of kilograms um but it was a result of uh you know, just all of these safety matters and things like that. There's a lot of thunder going on outside. <laughs> I've just mentioned uh, what uh, the, the boss of the FIA <laughs> wants, and all of a sudden all hell breaks loose in the weather. Oh, like, what's going on here? <laughs> uh, so, OK, so, yeah, we do need to slim down the cars a little bit. Is that achievable? Is it? Are we far enough away from 2026 to get these all manufacturers all aligned? Uh, I think so. Um, certainly, yeah, it's it, it long overdue, and, um, you know, let's say 20 years ago the cars were about 600 kilograms or give or take they were much smaller they were about a meter shorter as well they didn't have all of the safety devices that we now have so that's something to sort of take into account um that's part of the reason why the cars are so big now um part partly as well due to kind of powertrain packaging and things like that a lot of it aerodynamics related everyone's kind of realized that having a longer car is more beneficial from that regard so if you can kind of mandate a size and then just a, a, a weight limit um, and not sort of be too lenient with it because you had a lot of uh, teams at the start of 2022 going, look, we're, we're a little bit heavy. Can we just kind of raise the weight limit a little bit? And the FIO kind of acquiesced to that a little bit too much to be kind of stringent with it and, and work out what your formula is going to be then that's a step in the right direction and I think it's something we need because the cars are so huge the racing does suffer a little bit from it yeah 2026 hopefully we'll, we'll get something to that effect sounds like your roof is about to cave in so we'll wrap up the video pretty quickly uh, John uh, John final question to you uh, you're about to jump on a plane and head out to uh, to Montreal uh, what can we expect this weekend who do you think this track favors the most Red Bull because it's a Formula One track yep. in 2023 so uh, there's that one I think behind it, it I mean it, it should be pretty close we, I mean we know the Ferrari is quick in qualifying it's made some gains but I think it's the consistency in races is still a major problem it was exposed in Spain 
and it'll probably be exposed again in Canada because it can be quite a tricky track in terms of looking after the tyres, the traction zones, heavy braking. So, so they'll be there. I think the Mercedes will be should be up there, probably not on the pace of the Red Bull, um, but I think may suspect Aston to be completely back in the, mm. the picture again. I think Fernando will be kicking himself over what happened in Q1, losing the opportunity. If Aston can bring an upgrade that increases the efficiency, makes that car quicker in a straight line, uh, I think Fernando will be back up there. So I'd put him on him on being the uh, the first non bull non Red Bull on the podium. <laughs> as the heavens open on JBL and presumably other parts of London as well. Look, we'll stop there, guys. Thank you so much for joining us uh, on the podcast today. And we now look forward to the Canadian Grand Prix this weekend. All of that coverage is going to be on autosport.com and motorsport.com as always. And a fabulous weekly magazine in Autosport magazine out every Thursday. Of course, this week it's going to have a bumper Le Mans coverage. Check out that. And our monthly magazine, GP Racing Magazine, if you like something a little chunkier, a little glossier as a monthly with a few more features and things like that. And always one to look out for on the shelves. And if you are subscribed to either of those or both, dropping through your letterbox, thank you very much for your support. Right, that's our podcast for today. Thanks so much for listening. And we'll catch you on the next one. Podcast Network. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.